if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. This is episode 25. I'm Jade and I'm here with the lovely Alana. <laughs> Um, And this episode, we're going to be looking at three ways to improve your digital accessibility. So being digitally accessible to potential clients and your current clients, suppliers, etc. It's not just about having a website. It's about actually being available to people. And that includes um, having multiple ways to access you and the response time for you being able to get back to people as well. Yeah, obviously your website and your social media pages are always there. They don't go to sleep outside of business hours, but that accessibility is like when you're actually getting back to them. Yeah, so basically our buying behavior you know, has obviously changed a lot with the internet and all that type of thing. Whoa, internet. <laughs> well, you know, we used to have to go in store and, and talk to sales reps and all that kind of stuff to actually find out about products and services. Oh, God, I love click and collect. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love the non-peopleness of it. Um, you know, whereas now we, you know, not now, I mean, for years we've been doing online research and, and you know, shoppers are becoming more more savvy because of that. But that we've also m- moving past just that passive online research to a more um, active sort of way of doing it where we are, you know, actively pursuing more information and purchasing online so that, like we were saying, we don't have to actually physically interact with anybody whatsoever. Well, we have a whole generation that doesn't like to actually pick up the phone to call and talk to someone. Hey man, I don't like picking up the phone. I know, it's like migrating out, isn't it? Like I'm getting to that point. I'm like, uh, I can't find them on Facebook. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much effort. Uh, I have to go further than that. So yeah, so basically being digitally accessible means that your clients can do business with you online in a way that just suits them and their buying behavior, but also to make it suit you as well so that's that's what we're going to go through today so first off the rank we're talking about online forms so obviously when um, someone's gone to your website and they're looking for more information or they want to find out more um, we should all have a contact us page with a contact form I love watching your face change as you're like now girls and boys we should all have it was just went straight into like Uh, mummy mode it's like if you don't have this stuff like that you you have that as standard I'm gonna give you credit you got it (laughs) what else do we want on our website so we also want to be like there's also the opportunity sorry to be digitizing how you gather your information from people as well so you know whether that is a quote brief form um, it could be that like an expression of interest form you know for us for example we've been putting together forms that are like online forms so that our clients can fill out their brief online. We basically ask all the questions that we would ask them at a meeting or on the phone or over email back and forth 50 million times. But instead it's all in this one form. They can go through at whatever time suits them. Mm -hmm. How, you know, that I, I think it just gives people that space to sort of think about it themselves rather than be in a room with someone, which can sometimes be, like not overwhelming, but they're not everyone is good at like thinking on their feet about this kind of stuff. Some people like to mull it over a little bit. And this day and age, not everyone works nine to five. 
Yeah, exactly. And it could be like, you know, this is their side hustle or whatever, and they're doing this when the kids go to bed after a long day at work. They don't really want to do the whole meet and greet sort of thing. They just want to you know get a a quote for what they're looking for brain dump it yeah and so rather than just sending a contact form to us saying hi what are your rates or hi how much does a website cost (laughs) i love that i love getting that (laughs) (laughs) instead we can you know send an online form to them or they can you know eventually be just doing it through our website where they can go through they can answer the questions we would ask them anyway they can upload some examples of what they're looking for all that kind of stuff so they're doing a bit of that legwork up front as well which means that you're sort of qualifying them as a lead too so rather than like for us if we just get a contact form from someone saying how much is a website we're like well how much is it to build a house yeah you know like there are so many different variables that come to play there so if someone's just asking randomly how much is a website chances are they're not really at the stage of actually getting a website developed they're probably just tire kicking so if you someone actually goes through the effort of filling out a brief form and gives us the information that we need we can then you know easily quickly go through our rate card etc and pull together that quote and send it back to them and it's going to be the pricing then is actually relevant to what they want rather than just being like it could be $2,000 to $20,000, you know, which doesn't help anybody. No, absolutely. And so pretty much it's it's giving the client flexibility to do that work when it suits them, when they're online. But it's also giving us all the information we need. We've already given them all the prompts. Hey, we need A, B, C, D. If you're not sure on any of these you know pop that in there no no you're not allowed to contact us if you don't know the answer to a question on a brief form that's it you're out if you don't answer it it's not not going through um no but that gives out you know we've got all the information so when we come in the next day or when you know it's next in line off the rank we've got that ready to go so it's saving both parties time and money essentially yeah exactly and it is one of those things too like you know that's for us specifically for a particular service that we offer like website development but you know say you had a product like say you sold agricultural equipment or something and someone was looking for a tractor and they needed to do I mean I suppose most farmers probably actually already know what they need but just say they're brand new to the farming game (laughs) and they're like I need a tractor that can haul stuff and and do other stuff or whatever and has gps and air conditioning and (laughs) maybe a couple of realistic (laughs) specifications potentially but then you know yours might be able to be automated a step further then and you could have it set up in your system so that your form goes they ticked these four boxes these three products suit that here's an automated email with those three products and a brief summary of what each one is and then you know you um, have it in your system so that then you give them a call two days after they get that email to further discuss those options etc so you know for us like I said ours is just so that we can you know we get that information more you know more streamlined etc and then we kind of go into our normal process but there are further steps of automation that can be done that way as well and again you're just making it easier for people to buy from you and that's that's what being digitally accessible is all about. Absolutely. So a couple of the examples of forms we've noted is the quote requests, maybe a client brief that's really applicable to us, expression of interest, as Jade said before, um, any client forms or if you take bookings and you, you know, you're a financial advisor and you need a set amount of documents from the client before you meet with them. If they, you know, have a, can upload them prior to your meeting, that's going to save everyone time. You know, you've got everything or 
what they're missing so you can send them a reminder hey we still need this before you come see me yeah so think about the processes you already do in your business and how you can digitize them and make them available 24 7 and what forms you already have as well so it could be that for example like this might seem really basic but i know there's clients that we do this for where they have a membership application form that's a pdf yeah and so it's like okay well let's make that a web form and so then when they fill out their application form, they then automatically pay for it securely online. Yes, you pay some fees there, but you haven't physically done anything. It's all set up. They get sent a confirmation email that they've been, their membership's been paid for. Um, they then get automated reminder email when it's come for renewal, etc. So there's a lot that you can do where... It, it like I guess it's taking the people like it's kind of taking you out of the process a little bit but, but it's saving so much time and money you're not printing you're not having an admin team member sit there and data entry all the information to make sure it's correct or potentially mistype something because people have really terrible handwriting and you know you're really getting to that process a lot quicker and I think you you know if you do it in it's like anything if you do it in a thoughtful way yeah that's brand aligned then you know you're still there's still a personal touch to it Definitely. you know so just because someone's filling out a form rather than meeting you face to face it doesn't mean that you you might never meet them face to face but remembering too some people prefer to do business like that they just want to get the outcome they don't necessarily need to have the the back and forth sort of banter and everything i mean you know Crazy people, but some people don't. Gotta love Fanta. <laughs> so, and I think a good example of that too is when, um, you know, like booking for restaurants, etc. Yes. now. But like there's a local one here, Bavarian, I think. Yep. And like where it's just, it's like I can go on, I can book my table, I put in my details, they get the booking. You can put in dietary requirements as well for like, the table. I just get exactly what I want without having to... Pick like, up the phone. We're well, scared of it now. Basically. <laughs> but it's also sometimes too, like, I've had a booking at place where before where they um, didn't put it down correctly on the right day. Yeah. And so it wasn't made. And you know what I mean? Like, it also removes a bit of that human... And we're not that tech never glitches, but it does remove some of that human error component as well. Um, and just saves your staff time to actually be focusing on like the customers who were in the restaurant at the time. rather than taking a booking, which is like, you know, so perfunctory. It's so processed. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you'll find that a lot of website platforms will have inbuilt form functionality already. Like for example, with Squarespace, like we do web forms within the actual website platform. However, if you're looking for extra functionality, like there might be some things that the forms don't cover, or if you've got something like WordPress where you need to plug something in, we've also used... Um, Jade's doing the plug-in hand action right now. That's why she's Googling. I just thought Lani <laughs> might not know what plug-in meant, so I thought I'd better like, you know, show her. Yeah, JotForm is one that we've used before that clients have also found very easy to use and it has quite a wide uh, scope as well. Yeah, so there's definitely something out there to suit your needs depending on what that might be and where your website lives. True, true that. Okay, so that's online forms. Uh, the second tip is Facebook and Instagram messaging. So we can automate this. You've probably come across it yourself when you've been messaging a business on Facebook, there's a few different types of automated responses. Mm -hmm. So if you go into your Facebook page settings and then click the messaging tab, it will take you through to where you can set up all types of automated responses. So 
the one that Lani was just mainly talking about there was having FAQs in your um, messenger chat window. Yeah, so, so if you've gone to message a restaurant to so you can set up a booking, probably not the most efficient way to get a booking. I feel like they Too bad, off. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it works for you, it works. But yeah, when you open that message, when it pops up in your Facebook, usually, well, not usually, if they've set it up, there can be a list of maybe about four questions, I think, is the average. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know what the maximum is. I probably should have looked. I guess it depends on how long the question is, but usually I see about four questions pop up in there. I think it's just what's going to be most relevant to you. So yeah, like, so it could be open hours, how do I make a booking, and, you know, anything. Do you do gluten-free or dairy-free, Dep- you know, if it's a restaurant, is it BYO? Like, whatever your top questions are that you get asked by your clients or customers all the time, that's what you want to have in that area if this kind of message is applicable to you. Yeah, so basically you can set up your own custom FAQs. So you can set what questions are already there in that chat window so that as the user, I go to your Facebook page, it opens up the chat window and there's some questions that I might want to ask. I can just click on it so I don't have to type anything out. I can just click on what my question is. So you want to make a booking, you've clicked on that question. And then the chat, the web message actually sends an automated response to that question. So for me as the user, I, you know, you're making it easy for me to find the information that I want. I go, oh, there's my question. Oh, here's my instant response. Yeah. So that takes me a step closer to purchasing from you. And for you, you didn't have to do a thing, single thing. <laughs> well, you set it up. And oh, you set it up. But then you just went set and forget. Everything's fine. Because let's be realistic. If you're, whether you're a store or a service-based industry, you are not sitting on your Facebook page 24-7. Why not? Why are you not doing to, that? To send you messages. Everyone wants to just sit on Facebook all day. No one wants to run businesses anymore. We know we're not doing that at work. <laughs> and yet when we're wearing our customer hat, we're like, why aren't they replying? <laughs> I need to know right now. I'm not calling them. Just because I sent them a message at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, I don't understand why it's taking so long. It's been like 15 minutes already. I know. I feel bad when I send messages on Sunday, but I'm like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget. Yeah. I do the same thing. I don't expect a response, but I do it because otherwise it'll be out of my head. Yeah. Sort of thing. And that is literally where we at consumer wise. That is why we want to set these up and make you digitally accessible because mm. that is how we operate now. It is. And so it could mean like, you know, we've used a restaurant example a lot, but if you just think like, what are the questions that you do get frequently asked, whether it's in client, like whether it's in meetings with people, whether it's on email, whether it is through your social media platforms, etc. What are those top questions that keep return? Um, keep recurring sorry you know set those up as your FAQs write up an instant response that doesn't sound like a flipping robot like sound like your normal self something you would actually write to a potential client and again you know whether that actually gets you the sale or just a step closer to the sale or disqualifies someone you know because it could also be that you're not the right fit for somebody that might help get rid of that person without you having to do a lot of, you know, back and forth or anything yourself. Like having conversation, and I keep going back to food because it's easy, but, you know, having conversations with caterers and stuff and like getting their catering menu and availability and all that sort of stuff. And then I'm like, oh, well, there's no gluten-free, dairy-free options on here out the window. So they've just spent all this time on me, whereas I should have been disqualified from right at the start. 
Not that I'm gluten-free or dairy-free, but you know, half the flippin' staff are, and basically all of my friends are. She still loves us. <laughs> so another type of message you can set is like an away message. So we've just had the Christmas closure. If you know your business is closed, then you can put a cheeky little message on about when you'll be returning, like answering questions and getting people on that buying process while you're not actually doing business might not suit you. So going, hey, we're all off drinking Christmas cocktails, but we will be back here. Feel free to send us an email or visit our website, FAQ page, if you've got questions. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's basically just an out of office for your social media. Yeah. So that, you know, if you want to be checking in on socials and stuff over the um, holiday period, go nuts. But for most of us, being able to tune out is really quite nice. And so you can set up that out of office. Some people might, you know, might still be like, oh, I want an instant answer. But, you know, do you really want to deal with someone who's going to be... That needy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just that kind of inconsiderate anyway. Like yeah. everyone deserves a break. So if people see that, you just kind of meter and client expectations then too. It's not like they're sending a message to you. They're not getting any response and they're like, oh, they're probably on Christmas holidays. <laughs> Instead, they've got their message saying, hey, we're out doing Christmas cocktails, etc. by the pool. We're going to be back on the 4th of January. In the meantime, please check out our website. We've got a great FAQ section that could answer all your questions. We'd love to do business with you, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people use instant replies. So a lot of small um, or um, entrepreneurial businesses will have an instant reply going, hey, I'm not always on here, but if you need to get in touch with me urgently, here's my phone number. Otherwise, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Like, it's just a courtesy. It's like, okay, well, they have replied. Then I know they've got it. I'll have to call my jets and wait or call mm. them. Yeah, yeah. And so then with with Facebook is that when you, if your Facebook and your Instagram are hooked up together, then when you're in that section setting up your Facebook ones, you can replicate it across to your Instagram account too. So that's a, yeah something else that you want to do at the same time. Isn't it nice that Facebook and Instagram are together now? Yeah, can't, can't Facebook just own everything and then it all be integrated? Wouldn't that be fabulous? I still get like a nervous twitch when I think about Facebook like closing one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what would happen? It's going to happen, man. Like, seriously, uh, everything has its day. Yeah. It's it's concerning. So speaking of FAQ page, that is our third tip for being more digitally accessible is having an FAQ page on your website. Now, we say this as ours is not actually live. It is on my to-do <laughs> list this year, I promise. Got to have goals. <laughs> yeah. We have some FAQs, but not a dedicated FAQ page. But again, it's for those questions. Yeah, it is for your frequently asked questions, hence FAQ. It's awesome for SEO. Exactly. So if people, you know, we do search at in questions, how do I do this? What is etc. like that? So when you have an FAQ page, you can really tap into the SEO benefits by finding out what those search terms and everything are. So you might have your actual FAQs that you do get asked, but then you might also have some FAQs in there that are more geared towards searchability. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be helpful for people, but you might be like, oh, this is so basic. We don't get asked this in person, which you'll find like that's what search terms can be. Sometimes people do their basic sort of searching online and then they'll go more in depth with you. So the questions that you're getting asked in a client meeting might be a bit more in depth but you still want to cover those basic ones from when they're just having a Google as well. So that's what makes up your FAQ page. Yeah. So if you think of a retail FAQ page, you know, a major one that you would look at is what is your policy for returns? Now that's not 
general people talk. It would be like, how do I return this? What if it's the wrong size? What if it's not as it was pictured? What if like, it's not the right color? What if, yeah, exactly. So that's not just one question. That's five questions on your FAQ. Yes, you know, you feel like I've covered that with the one question, but as for searchability, like Jade said, it's definitely worth having the multiple. And also too, it is one of those things that we think, because we know our businesses so well, we do tend to think in more broad terms. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh yes, we do website development and people are like, oh, do you do like online shopping? Like, can you do e-commerce pay? I'm like, yes, I just said we do website development. <laughs> you know, like people don't necessarily realize when you use a blanket term, like, yes, you can get a refund if you come back in 30 days. They might be like, yeah, but does that include if I don't like the color? Yeah. You know, so even though you've made that blanket statement, going into those specifics, again, you're just helping people to work with your business, making it easier for them. But ultimately, it really makes it easier for you too. Well, and it also creates that trust element with you and your client. Like they know what they're expecting because you've put it all in the FAQs. They don't have to ring, talk to someone, find out what's going on or email back and forward. Like all that information is there. And people don't know what they don't know, man. Like, again, like I use us as an example because it's easy, but you know, people are like, oh, you know, do you guys do social media? I'm like, yeah, we do social media. But like, they don't necessarily know that that means that we can do lookalike audiences for Facebook ads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not sort of, they don't know necessarily every single in and in and out of what social media is capable of and what, how it could help their business. And that's not their job. No. It's not their job to find out from me, like to ask me all the questions to get what my services are. It's my job to find out from them what is it they're looking for and, and then how help. you can help. Yeah, and recommending what they need. Sorry, that was a slight tangent, but <laughs> there you go. FAQs, win-win, put it on your website. Yes. <laughs> all right, and to wrap it up, because that was your three tips, I hope you wrote them all down. Is if or you, you could just replay the episode. Nah, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> done, does it? This message will self-destruct. Look, I'm, I might even write a blog about it as well. You can copy and paste if you're <laughs> that way inclined. You're so giving. <laughs> right, well, my wrap-up tip is if you don't have one already, I talked about it when we talked about social media in the past, is to create a common response log. So that sounds really technical. It's literally it can just be a Word document or the notes section on your phone, however you do socials, um, where you've just got a list of responses, usually blurbs, um, replying to people's questions. So if you popped up a post about a service you do and someone's gone, how long does this usually take? You've already got a response that you've written in the past going, hey, Joe Blow, this takes this to this long um, for these reasons. Uh, if you'd like more information or you want to book in, here's the link. Like it's got that information. So you can copy and paste it if you get asked that a lot. If you get asked that a lot, maybe you need to start putting some of this information in your posts. But this common log response just really streamlines it, whether you've got one person looking after social media or a whole team. You've got all that information there. You don't have to train people on what tone you use for the business, how you normally talk to people. And it just makes it much easier. You're always putting your best foot forward then too. So, you know, like if you write a response to a question and like when you said about putting it in the post, sometimes like I've seen ones where you've put like, the like say it's an event and you'll put the venue and the price and the date and like the first three questions will be where is it how much, how much is tickets? it when is it on yeah you know what i mean like people don't necessarily pay attention either don't be that person that's like it's written above <laughs> yeah because that's not how we get sales people <laughs> bye bye 
But yeah, so if you write, you know, an answer to them, um, you know, so if someone asks you, for example, you know, what time is something on, hey, it's Joe, not just saying eight o'clock. We can't wait to see you there. If you haven't got your ticket already, here's, here's the booking link. link. So you're basically already giving them those next steps. You make it sound a little bit personal and friendly, etc. So, you know, when you write one of those really good responses, save that into your Word doc. And then the next time that comes up or something like that, yeah. you can copy and paste, modify as needed. But yeah, it means that you're always putting your best self out there, for your, you know, putting the best foot forward for your business, but it's just quicker and easier for you. And it makes for a good customer experience as well because you can respond faster. Yeah, definitely. And if one person has actually gone to the effort of commenting and asking you a question, guarantee there's five others behind the scenes going, oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah. And just don't expect people, I think, to like they again, they don't know the full ins and outs that you do. So anything you can do to make it a little bit simpler for them to do business with you, maybe just go that extra step. Definitely. I've worked in businesses where I've actually been looking after their social media and I've had to check with the technical side of the team for what the information is. So having that resource document actually helps with the knowledge base, especially if whoever's doing social media doesn't generally do the service or help sell the products in your business. It gives them all that information. So 100%. definitely worth investing in. But on that, make sure you personalize the response. Like you're not copying and pasting with the, <laughs> the same name or just, just tweak that because if you are using the, that common response quite regularly, you don't want to look like a robot. 100%. The other thing we started using um, that I wanted to mention as well was email templates. So sounds pretty easy. It's only been two years and we're like, maybe we should have some more of these. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's amazing how well they work. Like Jade and I were talking before we started recording and in the likes of um, when we get a quote approval for a new job or particularly a new client that's starting with us, we have a lovely template that includes all the information that we then need from the client so we can set them up in the system and have a really streamlined working relationship with them. And it's amazing when we use this template how streamlined and comfortable the process can be. Look, all I said to Lani is that when someone approves a quote with me, I'm like, woohoo, welcome <laughs> aboard. When someone approves a quote with her, she sends out the email template and it tells, it still welcomes them, but then it lets them know next steps and it has the new client form and just does all this other wondrous stuff that, you know, makes their lives and our lives easier. So... Yeah. I don't know. What do you want from me? Look, it's one of those things past Lani and past Jade put into place and we just love them for it. Yeah. If only current Jade would actually use it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so think about how you do business and, and where those templates can be useful for you and your team. It, it streamlines, streamlines it for the client as well. If you've got one sales agent sending something one way and another doing something completely different, that can actually gum up the works a little bit within your business and you might not be realizing it. It's also just useful for so that you don't forget things as well. Like, you know, if someone approves a quote with me, you know, I might be only like in my emails for five minutes sort of thing. If I send back a hurried response to them, I might then go, oh, shit, I actually forgot to ask them for this, this. I didn't tell them that there was a one-week wait on that. Right, oh, now they're going to be shitty and all that kind of stuff. So it's sort of... Again, it's just putting your best foot forward sort of thing and, and doing it to make it more streamlined, quicker, easier, both for you and for the client. Yeah. And, and one little tip that we've recently incorporated, which I absolutely love, is 
the quick links is that what it's called in outlook yes i think that's right yes. yeah so you can set up like even if it's like a forward so when we get a new job we forward it to admin to set up our process and that kind of thing forwards the email it's already got like a blurb of what we need in there we, we just have to fill it out, fill out a couple it easy. and again it just means that we're not forgetting stuff and that like if we're like saying to the, you know our admin assistant oh where's this and this and it's like well it wasn't in the quote email i didn't actually tell her to do that <laughs> yeah, it's so. like hmm why didn't she do it then one click of a button, I'd love it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can set up those things in um, Gmail as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, worth looking into. Hope that helps. Okay, so thank you for joining us. Um, good luck with making your website more digitally and your social media more digitally accessible. Your business overall. Absolutely. Yep. Making um, it easier for people to do business with you online. Yay, more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? Right. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.